and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Powerhouse Lounge. I'm your host, James Kemp. Welcome back for episode three, folks. I'm so happy that you could be here. Uh, I can't say it enough. If you if you keep coming back, if you made it past the three-hour jaunt almost, two-and-a-half-hour jaunt of the very first episode that featured Chris Young, then holy cow, folks, uh, we have something special in store for you today. It's a little bit shorter of an interview. Uh, episode two, as you have heard already, uh, had two interviews. We're kind of doing a back backtracking you know, impairment thing. You know, we're starting at three, working our way down to uh, two, and making our way down to one. You know, building that base pyramid, whatever you want to do it. Um, you know, and, and that's the fun thing about this. We can do that. I can make interviews as long or as short as I need, many parts as I need, and we'll just do that from time to time. Uh, I want to keep it to two two interviews a show usually, but this one, episode three, is a special. Uh, episode we have one interview one man one myth one legend uh brian swislow yes the great brian swislow of object heavy fat bull clothing um many other projects that he has done over the years uh he has a great uh just mixtape that is out on uh, spotify that i keep pushing to everybody it's a uh, B. Swizzlow's future hits of that humble shit it's got a great mix of so many styles of music funk hip-hop soul r&b just rock vibes reggae vibes whatever the hell you're looking for it is on that mixtape and it is well worth to listen to but we're not going to talk about any of that noise we're talking about object heavy um brian swizzlow and i have a great relationship one that started way back in 2014 so six years ago um i met him at a festival we'll talk about that a little bit, and I fell into his inner circle, and that is something that I even brought up in in the interview, and you'll, you'll get a good taste of that, is I asked the question, what does it take to be a part of of the inner circle that is known as, you know, uh, Object Heavy, or, or the Fat Bowl Crew, or, or the Get Down Crew, whatever it might be, what does it take, and, it, and a lot of it develops in trust, and that's in any artistry, that's in any relationship, you have to develop trust. Um, and this one is a special relationship. We talk about Object Heavy, where they were, where they have been, and where they're going, uh, with the additions and subtractions that they've gone through over the years. Uh, so this should be a good episode. He's, you know, he's the only remaining member of the original, uh, Object Heavy. Uh, they've all moved on, and now they're, they've got the pieces and fit, it seems, that is going to take them to a higher place. Which shows a lot of progression in their part because uh, everything comes at a price and evolution. And it's either you adapt and change or you keep going the same pace and not keep up with certain things and change uh, your style up. And that is exactly what Object Heavy has done. And that is what Brian has maintained is wanting to keep them fresh, keep them going. And they have a feel about them now that is going to stay fresh and new for a very, very long time. Uh, and that's that 1973 Cadillac music, that old, uh, you know, disco beat, that old funk from the 1970s that you might find in like a Black Dynamite style movie, uh, stuff sort of like that. It, it's not a bad thing. It's great music. It's driving music. It's It's got some good beats to it. Uh, you'll hear a couple tracks from uh, the live stuff, actually, that I have a, I've got acquired. And it, it's, it comes from Jam in the Van. Uh, down in Los Angeles, California. There's a couple songs up on uh, the website over at uh, www.powerhousemusicmgt.com or you could check it out uh, just on objectheavy.com 
YouTube.com, you know, Object Heavy Search Them, uh, Spotify. There's a lot of different stuff, and you'll see some tracks that y- you might not even uh, hear in the future. So you might want to nab up some of those uh, those tasty treats, as I'll call them, before some are gone, going into the vault for a very, very long time. Uh, before we go any further, though, I have some sponsors I need to think. I've got two new ones, actually. And one of the new sponsors, it's really weird how this all works. I have guests come on uh, on shows for interviews, or I talk to people about this uh, podcast, and they just want to be a part of everything. And I don't understand it. Uh, I don't find myself that charismatic at times, but I must be if I'm attracting sponsors, especially in this music industry. Uh, we're all trying to get our names out there, and we're all trying to help each other. So I want to welcome aboard Austin Randall of Austin Randall Music and Rock Academy PDX. Austin Randall is a phenomenal musician. He's an uh, he's a phenomenal uh, just guitar player. He's a he's a savant. I can't say enough about him. Um, I'm having him on in a future episode. It might be actually the next episode. Uh, I have to work things out with Austin and see how we're going on that train. But we should be on the on that road. But man, I've heard him play. I've seen him play. I've taken pictures uh, of his uh, of his playing. Um, and I just can't say enough. Uh, Austin Randall Music, if you want to book him for shows, gigs, uh, have him do a live stream. Have him teach your kids music. He does all of that. Uh, that's a part of the Rock Academy PDX. He loves to give back to the music community. He loves to be a part of things. And he heard I was doing a music podcast that, that served the, the Pacific Northwest and the overall Portland community. And he felt no better way of getting his name out there now than through a new podcast that is through, you know, regional community, local music. It supports all of that. And I've always supported his work, and he's now supporting mine, which is super cool. And uh, I thank him for coming aboard on both fronts and step up, stepping up, man. Uh, you know, the Powerhouse Lounge is for those who really want to be a part of things, and, and they he does. And I appreciate that. So thank you, Austin, for coming on. Again, check him out at Austin Randall Music. Uh, AustinRandallMusic.com um, and look up Rock Academy PDX on all the socials. Do all of that, man. He he teaches kids through Zoom meetings right now. During this pandemic, he is teaching kids through Zoom, through whatever platform that has video, Facebook, Skype. He's doing it all because, well, he wants to continue doing what he loves, and that's giving music to the kids and to to people who want to learn. Uh, he he comes from great music background. He was taught. Um, I've heard him play some Joe Satriani, which is phenomenal. Even out of key, uh, it, it's crazy. So it, it's really really uh, crazy to think that just in a couple of episodes, I've got a a few sponsors, and he, him being a couple of them is great. Uh, another sponsor that we have is our primary sponsor, who was the very first sponsor, and that would be Fatball Clothing. Fatball Clothing. Uh, out of Arcata, California. Can't say enough about the clothing. Uh, I, I just... I support local. I grew up local. I'm a local kid. Uh, you know, anywhere you, you live, you're local, I guess. But I fell into the communities and loved the communities where I live. Uh, the community I live in now, kind of the same thing. I love where I live. Uh, I help support what's around me because that's important to the lifeblood of any community. And Fat Bowl has been a huge part of the Arcata community the last uh, some odd years. And and they have a great group down there. They have great clothing. They have a little bit of something for everybody from women, men's, kids. Uh, they have 
DJ supplies from, I think you can still get the needles for your, uh, your DJ equipment there. You can get, uh, vinyl. They have spray paint for graffiti artists. They have, oh, geez, just a, a litany of stuff. Uh, disc golf. If you like disc golf, you can buy disc down there now. I mean, they have now starting their own cannabis farms, uh, Fat Bowl uh, Farms. I mean, honestly, Fat Bowl is going to be blowing up here in the next while. And they've been blown up the last few years. And now we're getting to this huge uh, operation of where we can get legalization of marijuana in some states. And they're jumping on that. And they, they already have a following with their clothing. So Fat Bowl Clothing is just it, – it's a subculture uh, within a subculture. It's it took away from the natural culture of where they were and created a subgenre of their own, and they have people on board left and right. If you want to check them out? Go to fatball.com. Uh, check out their clothing. I I have so much fatball clothing. I love my jacket that I have. Uh, it, it's great. It's one of the things that I still cherish to this day. The the hoodie zips on and off. I mean the hood, I should say. And it it's a warm jacket. It's a nice piece of. Uh, clothing and it's well put together you guys know no flaws in it uh so i'm really happy with what i have i've got hats i've got t-shirts i mean pretty soon we might be getting some to be sending to our great listeners and callers and people who send us emails and wonder how to get stuff we might get some good promo codes from them free music who knows they have so many things if you're ever in arcada on a saturday night and uh it's the first saturday of the month check them out they have live cypher sessions in their store you cannot get any better. Folks, I'm telling you, Fatball Clothing, that's where I shop uh, when I'm back home visiting mom. Uh, I go in and say hi to Brian, Chris, and Lauren whenever I'm in town. Uh, and they're in the shop. I always make it a point to come in and say, hey, what's up, guys? Because you guys have taken care of me for so long, and you, you're helping out with this show. And thank you again to Fatball Clothing. Uh, another sponsor, my Pacific Northwest uh, like family. This is family to me. Vortex Music Magazine. I was a young photographer, just moved to Portland, and they were in their third or fourth year of being a magazine. I think maybe their third. And they were just acquiring photographers left and right, and they acquired me. And they gave me life. They gave me hope. They gave me something to look forward to, uh, to shoot shows, because I didn't know what I was going to do when I first moved here as a music photographer, because I didn't know anything about the scene. I started tagging them in post, and they came to me and said, hey, yeah, you can do this. Yeah, let's, let's work. So I've been really good friends with Chris Young, who you heard on episode one for the last few years now, and he also jumped in and said, I want to sponsor your show, bro. Let's let's do this. So he's been big in uh, supporting me. So is Vortex all the way around. Everybody there is great, um, all the way down to Katie, the editor, uh, photographers, uh, marketeers, everybody there. VRTXMag.com, social media, Vortex Music Magazine, or VRTX Mag. Um, they just had their sixth birthday. They did a live stream on Facebook. They have their subscriber drive going on right now. I mean, there's so much that they offer. They offer that content all day, every day. You get great photo galleries on their website. You can get access to the current issue. Um, if you're a subscriber, the digital content, the, all their back catalog is there online. Check them out, vrtxmag.com. Uh, I can't say enough about them. So, and then I have one more, and I, I know I jammed the beginning of the podcast full of these things, but I can't get a, get enough of them. 
Um, no More Bad Days IPA, uh, Barrel Mountain Brewery out of Battleground, Washington, where beer and adventure meet. And boy, it's like an adventure in your mouth every time you take a drink. And it's like me bringing the adventure of music to your ears. And that's what I want to do with these podcasts, and that's what that beer does for me. No More Bad Days IPA. So let's get to it, folks. We'll to play some Object Heavy, and then we'll get to the Beast Was Low interview right after that. Yeah. 
ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, I have another great guest, someone that I I adore as a friend, um, someone that I've I've worked with for many years at this point. Uh, the music world is very funny and fickle, and he's not one of those fickle people. He's actually one of the happiest guys in the room every time I see him, even if he's upset. Um, one of the greatest, you know, keyboardists I've ever met, yeah, musician all around, uh, Beast Wislow. Uh, Brian, welcome into the Powerhouse Lounge, man. What's up? <clears throat> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Kind words. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good, good, good to be on your show, man. I dig it. Yeah, I know. I, you know, this whole idea of having a podcast stemmed many years ago, you and I were talking off air, um, just at, out of our first meeting, it seems like every time we get together, something creative happens. So I'm kind of expecting something creative and fun to come out of this interview, like any conversation that we've ever had. So, you know, uh, I'm, I've been looking forward to this. Nice. Yeah, me too. Uh, so what have you been up to? I, I know you've been working. Uh, you have some projects that you've been working on. So tell me what you've been working on, man. What you got going on? Um, well, primarily, um, uh, Object Heavy is is the main is the main musical project. Um, something I've been involved in since 2014-ish um, was the inception of the whole thing. And uh, over the last <clears throat> five and a half or so years, we've come to a point now where, um, you know, if there's such a thing as coincidence, um, you know, we're, we're, we're putting out an album um, that uh, the title, the running title is Love and Gravity. And uh, it's a record that we finished recording. Uh, we finished recording probably in December and uh, kind of uh, perfect timing, I guess. Um, and, you know, while um, most musicians have, have, you know, all the tours have been canceled and, and whatnot, um, our producer um, had his tour to his uh, trip to Europe um, postponed. So he's at home and said he was ready to start mixing the record. So we're in the process of having our, um, technically our second full album mixed. Um, we're really, uh, we're rebranding in a way We're we're really just kind of starting fresh with a, with a, with a sound, a defined sound of what we feel object heavy has become. And, uh, and it's part of the transistor sound with, um, Kelly Finnegan of monophonics, and we're really excited about that because it's been it's given us an opportunity to to really um, fill the shoes that we've that we've built <laughs> that we've that we've created. That's the way that makes sense. Yeah, and and that that makes a lot of sense. And you you said 2014. That's actually when we all started working together. Was about 2014. And I remember, um, you know, being in California and being in Humboldt and. I remember kind of the inception, didn't you? It started out as just a, a house band for the Jambalaya and Arcada, and then it just yes. morphed. It just <clears throat> morphed into this what it is now. It's amazing to see the growth and just the changes, the transitions, and the rotating cast that I've seen come in and out of uh, the group. Do you think you found the, the solidarity that you've been looking for within the group? Yeah, I, I, I do think so. Um, I hope so. You know, for, for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm, whether I like to admit it or not, or, or whether I'm creating the right thing or not, 
I, uh, I'm pretty good at creating my reality and I've always, um, taken my, my approach to music and some of the bands that I play with have been P-Funk mentality, parliament mentality. Um, you know, in, in, you know, I like playing with lots of people. I like a community of players. I like mixing it up. And, um, so yeah, we've gone, we've had 14 members total of Object Heavy from 2014 to now. And yeah, it started out, um, as the Get Down crew. And we were just, um, the house band for the Get Down. And it was Pizziotti on drums and Drew Moore on bass and Johnny Tortorici on guitar and myself on keys. And we were just doing some groove, instrumental, just fun stuff, improv jams. And uh, somewhere in the third night or something like that, Drew stepped up to the mic and just started singing. And we're like, what? And uh, I instantly, I mean, the next day I was like, I'm, I'm recording this band. Are you guys in? And they're like, oh, yeah. You know, just like, I don't know if I can commit, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm like, well, oh, dude, well, let's, you don't have to commit. Let's just record something. It'll be fun. Let's do it. And so we did. And uh even in that time, Drew was like, I have a bunch of stuff to do. I wrote some lyrics. We're going to write some songs, but I don't really know where this is going. And in the meantime, I was just looking for another singer. And then Coop came along and it just went from there. And there's different players, you know, um, Johnny eventually left the group. Drew moved to Seattle. Ian Taylor jumped in to play some hip hop shows with us. And and then Coop quit at some point and um and uh, while pete was on the phone with him johnny woods from uh um from velvet what was it velvet touch velvet touch um johnny was uh making pizzas at pete's and he was like hey what's wrong and pete's like our singer just quit and he's like well uh i'm down let's go and we and he literally the next day or two days later johnny jumped in the van with us and then we had, and Drew was going to meet us, um, and I think Johnny was still on guitar. I don't even remember at this point. But then Andy B. from Cold Blue Water jumped in for a little bit, and different players. Jimmy James, who plays with with, with Del Lamar, you know, he he was in the band for a split second, and he recorded on some of the stuff, and it just kept happening. And then Johnny was like, "Well, Leo, the guitar player, you know, he would love to be in this band." And Andy couldn't really commit, you know, he has kids and he had stuff going on. It was just one thing after another. I'm giving you the shortest version I can, but uh, yeah, 14 members later, um, it has turned into, um, you know, it's 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 Richard Love. Richard Love um, showed up. He was part of a group called Love and the Zealous, and he lives um, down in Southern Humboldt. And I came across him through a hip hop producer, Just One, who I'm tied with. And he was like, hey, man, you know Richard Love? I'm like, what? So Richard Love shows up and he's like, yo, man, I am way into this shit. And so Richard Love joined the band and um, then there was Ian and Leo had been part of it. Johnny's uh, girl was having a baby, so he was out. And then Pete, our drummer, the last founding member, was like, I can't tour anymore. I, I need to be at home. And I'm just standing there like, all right, I'm not stopping. <laughs> yeah, well, who's, who's in? You know, and, and, you know, so thankfully it wasn't for any, like, horrible reason why anybody left or, or moved on you know there was nobody really kicked out it was just a you know life was happening and that's p-funk mentality man you know and if there's a sound then the sound uh outlives the members sometimes you know and so here i am with this project and ian and leo the bassist and guitarist were like 
we got you, dude. Let's we're in. Let's do this shit. And Richard was like, um, I found my band. You know what I mean? And then ultimately Thatcher, Thatcher Norton um, on drums. He's from Farmhouse Odyssey, plays Love Bush. And Ian and Thatcher play together. And, and Ian's like, dude, I bet Thatcher would love to play with us. And Thatcher showed up and it turned out that Thatcher played drums for Love and the Zealous. So Richard and Thatcher already had a connection. And we all just, we're all like, okay, this is it. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> it, it, sounds like, it sounds like, a, a, it, it sounds convoluted, but it's really not. Um, because I remember you're, you're, you're dropping, you know, just different names and dropping names out of a hat. And I'm like, yeah, I remember you guys were coming to Portland and then it was, you had so-and-so. And then I remember at the show that Drew met you, that was actually in Portland at, um, oh, it's slipping me, the Good Foot. The Good Foot Lounge. Yeah, totally. The Good and it, that place, yeah, that that was a fun night because I ended up shooting that show for Vortex Music Magazine. and Totally. And it was it was definitely uh, it's a different atmosphere because you could see the transition. You could really see the change happening because I think that was the show. Also, Johnny jumped in the van and he was the new guy. Yeah. And he he showed up. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And then I I grew to love Johnny. Like I love him like a brother. Oh, yeah, and he's, man. Yeah. He's he's someone that yeah. I I don't think I could live my life without as a friend because he just brightens the room. He fit the band at that time. He, he fit the vibe. And him and Lucy are doing great, doing big things. We saw yeah. them New Year's Eve. Um, you know, so... You know, and then Richard, man, I, like I said, I saw you guys New Year's Eve uh, in California. And my wife, is the first time she had been to a show since before... Our youngest, our oldest son was born. And she goes, wow, they've changed. And she goes, I love it. And it's just like car music now for her. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good feeling for people, you know, for, for someone to say, yeah, I, I've been there from that, that start. So saying you're like an original member, um, you are the original founding member. How did that help, I guess, change the sound if it changed at all? You know, I don't think it really changed at all. I knew exactly what I wanted this group to sound like, you know, granted, you know, and this is, you know, Pete and I have been a part of many groups together. Um, Johnny and I have been part of some stuff together. Drew is new, was new to our scene at that time, but we had already had a lot of many jam scenes with all of these guys. And, and Pete and I were really good at putting groups together for improving, and we were not afraid to just throw it down. You know, just, just that's how we rolled. And all the bands that I've been in, almost every single one of them, I was always, a, you know, it was not my project. It was not, it was just some project that I was like, oh, Swiss on Keys, yeah, do, do your thing, man, it works. You know, so I'm like, okay, great, cool. You know, and, and it was always that, and it was always great and cool. You know, is that that I was able to actually bring my sound or bring my flavor, and people were always like, "Great, man, I really dig it." And most, you know, most of those groups, some would just let me do whatever I wanted. Um, and thankfully, I'm, you know, I've, I've gotten less um, busy. You know what I mean? Over time, I, I like, you know, I've, I've come into my own, I guess. But it's rare that it, you know a lot of the ideas are mine, except for some of the hip hop stuff and. Or not where I became a, a, a major collaborator, but Object Heavy was something for me that 
was like my heart and soul. I felt like this was our opportunity to make super soul music, you know, and we liked the funk, but it was just more about, you know, I've all, I've always wanted to make songs that were radio friendly. I love it. I like pop music, you know what I mean? And I love jam music too. And I love all that, all of it, you know, I, I have, you know, not afraid to, to go into different directions, but I've always been excited about Motown and Muscle Shoals and, you know, and, 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 and that sound <clears throat> and no, what, the, what totally turned into hip hop. So when, as the band morphed to Richard Love and this group, you know, and we started this recording project with Pete and Johnny and they were at the first session Pete was only at one session and Johnny was only at one or two, maybe. And uh, so they're both featured on the record, but we, you know, when we sat down with our producer, he was like, listen, you know, what's your sound? What do you, what's your thing? You know, and I told him, I'm like, well, these are the mixes of a modern version of what we would be, you know? And he's like, Oh, so you're talking about some like 1973, like Cadillac music, like, you know, sort of psychedelic, but like, you know, soul with kind of a hard grit, kind of a rocking, rocking vibe, you know, and you like hip hop. So it's grimy, you know, and I'm like, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, he was like kind of explaining what he was like. He was just trying to wrap his head around it as a producer. And so he's like, all right. He's like, well, are you guys ready to unlearn your shit? You know, are you guys ready to un undo these songs? Let's take these songs and just remember like, you know, be, be open and not attached to any of it. Cause at the end of the day, we're just trying to make good music here and it's going to be um, an art. This is an art, art endeavor, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, it, it was really cool to have somebody, it is really cool to have somebody who is not a player in the band, but is a lead vocalist, a keyboardist, you know, a songwriter, a producer, an engineer, you know, we have a, a guy on the team that, that is like our sixth man, you know what I mean? He's coming in and he's just kind of like, he's like a good coach. That's, that's so, you know, and, and that sound is, he's the transistor sound, you know, that's their sound. Their sound is, you know, 60s, 70s, everything we recorded on is on on tape <clears throat> and on analog equipment. I was going to say old analog, not old Oh digital. yeah, everything, everything was done. I mean, there's some, there's some stuff later. I mean, yes, go to use, use technology for, certain aspects but all of the keyboards like for me you know you know object heavy being that i'm the i'm like the 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 last man standing from the original group and that although you know i'm a big fan of of jimi hendrix i'm a big fan of guitar solos so i really like that leo can go off and i really like having a singer like richard like our sound is intact you know richard and coop have a very similar tone you know our guitar players everyone has a similar vibe you know what i mean so the the sound has remained but now it's actually become defined and we're going to put out something that that is going to feel good you know and um, I mean, I know that I'm excited about that. Like knowing that, like, this isn't, it's about the business, you know, but this is like, I'm really excited that we put so much love and we wrote these, these tunes and then completely tore them apart. They're totally deconstructed and reconstructed. So it's really exciting to take the approach to making a record like this. And that that's the exciting part about making any record is just, deconstructing and reconstructing things but this time you have more i think of a purpose i would i i feel you have more of a purpose um also on another note i feel like a founding member in some ways because i was there 
in 2014 for a good bit of it. And I remember a lot of those players, man. It was crazy. Yeah, you you were there. I mean, you know, when we did... um, Yeah, I mean, Coop was in the band by that point because he came out to do um, the show with him. Maybe it was our second year out there. So maybe actually wasn't. It was just Drew... And the rest of us, we had the horn players come up and play with us a bit. But, yeah, we were the Get Down crew then, and that's when yeah, you were man. doing the Bureau. Uh, you had your audio, so your video set up, and, and that became the Fat Bowl Lounge. We put the, I remember, the, yeah. Put the thing up, and you were like, hey, man, I dig what you're doing. I was like, right on, man, this is fun. What's up? <laughs> yeah, and what's up? Let, let's, you know, let, let's let's mm-hmm. chop it up. And then that that all happened by chance. I was there with a friend. I just happened to have my camera, and... I ended up falling over some hay bales right into the the main guy, and I'm like, hey, do you need help? He's like, yeah, actually, I do. Here's some wristbands. Okay, let's rock and roll. You know, and that's how I got going. And then I he goes, here's some camera equipment. I'm like, uh, okay, what do you want me to do with it? He goes, get creative. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, so I, I started to do it that way. But if, if I remember correctly, it was Johnny – it was Drew, it was you, it was Pete, and you had <clears throat> DJ Logic with you. That's right. And Logic was on, you know, doing his thing. And I remember you guys were Saturday night, because right after that, we had the big opener, like the big headliners, and then we had the silent disco, which you right. guys went and DJ. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that that's just like... That's that's how I vaguely remember, except weekend is still a bit hazy. Um, and that was a long time ago. So, but this that was is the now good old time. the the gold time, man. And so I, I, and then Coop came in, and I saw Coop for a bit, and then it was like I said, like we said, the rotating cast, you know, cast, and it's just grown to this this thing. I, I you've gotten me excited about the new record, you know. I I've. We, you and I have been working very closely on a pro- on this whole touring thing and getting shows out there this last few months before we were locked down. And uh, I, I found it to be interesting going into that side of things because I went from being a camera guy to working very closely with you. And what tell, tell the listeners what it's like in that experience, Take, taking someone that you work very closely with as a collaborator in a different area and bringing them into your inner circle? Um, you know, I think it's just all about um, a natural, you know, this situation happened organically as far as I can feel, you know, as far as I can tell, because <clears throat> I, I don't know exactly how it happened, but, you know, I've, all, you've always, I've always been like, man, I want you to take photos. We don't have much money. We don't really know what to do. We don't, we'd like you to be there. I don't know what to do otherwise. You know what I mean? Until we're actually, you know, in our business. And you were like, hey, listen, man, you know, get me on the list. We'll just, whatever, we'll work it out. You know, I'll take a few shots. You know, we, we just kind of made it happen with what we could offer, right? That was right. kind of the beginning of it. And over time, I, I think at some point after New Year's, when we reconnected about the photos from New Year's, we were talking about, you know, you're, I think, I don't remember if you said it or I said it, it was something along the lines of, yeah, I wish there was another way we could work together. I think you said something, man, I wish there was more I could do, you know, wish I yeah, was I, 
what can you do? What can, wish there was a way to do more, you know, and help you guys out, man. And that's when I said, well, I'm currently the booking agent and manager of the bands. Yeah. And, you know, until we put this album out, till the, till this record comes out, then, you know, we're not, we're not, um, we're, we're not really looking for booking or management. We're going to do it ourselves and keep ourselves afloat and rock independently and, and get and keep, you know, relevant until we can put something out because all the music we have, you know, is, is with other, other instrumentalists, other vocalists, guests, and hip hop, uh, MCs. And anyway, so yeah, I think so. So having you in on helping out in that area, you know, I, I just, I know how you work, I guess, you know, I guess my natural understanding of how you handle things, um, it's just all is just all a natural progression. So, so I think in that situation, you know, I already trust you. So, so having you help in areas that a you know can only can only be better, you know, because there's no I'm not on the cuff for anything. I can just say, hey, let's build something, and we'll cut you in if we can make it happen, right? I mean, that's like really all. That's the only thing. Even with sponsoring certain artists, you know, for 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 my clothing company, it's like, listen, how can we lift each other up? And if right, we can lift right. each other up and create something, and there ends up some revenue on the end of that on the end of that rainbow, then then here you go. Here's some more. Let's keep going. Let's you know what I mean? Yeah. So I figure, you know, how can people who are friends who work together, who already understand each other work together, you know? And so in your case, you're like, Oh, well I could put spreadsheets together and I can put itineraries together and I can do all this stuff. And then I, you know, and I know that you're a military guy, so you do have an understanding of discipline and being meticulous and you're a father. So, you know, all of those things tell me that you're a good fit. So, so when it, when it comes to bringing someone into the inner circle, it's like, that's pretty much it, you know, and, and, and being able to be transparent with you, you know, or with anyone in that case. So for, you know, telling a listener how I bring anyone in the inner circle, it's like, if we can, if we can, yeah, if we can lift each other up, then it's, then it's easy, you know, and knowing that when we put this record out, Hey, you know, we will probably have a booking agency. We will probably, you know, have this, but we'll figure something out, you know? So it's just like being open with how it could go is, is an important part of it. So you're one of the few people I feel I can be completely transparent with. So in your case, it, it's so far working out great and it, it doesn't matter. You know, we've had some successes already. They just have been completely muted. Yeah, they've been completely shut down for the time being. So you know, so, in the short period we've worked together, we've already created a, a tour out of nothing, and a good one at that. So you know, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. We had DJ Logic on on confirmation and Royal Jelly Jive on the on the night after St. Patty's Day. We had a bunch of really good good shit good shows, and those will come back around. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's already booked for July. So if we're allowed to be out in July, then we will. I. I I admit I don't see that really happening, but um, I'd like it to be happening. But so would I. I don't really see it happening, unfortunately. But, unfortunately, but yeah, that's that's bringing 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 someone like yourself into the inner circle. Well, so and for me, so this is how I I, I tell people because like, how did you get into just fall into a management slot? I go, I did not fall into anything. <laughs> uh, because the fact of the matter is, is you you hit on it. I I'm just I'm meticulous in those areas. 
And the fact is, is I made myself valuable. I tell anybody, make yourself valuable in any which way you can. I'm not saying kiss somebody's butt or bend, just bend over a little bit backwards. You know, get be that, give them the shirt off your back mentality because it it pays off in the long run. Uh, you, that that's just my view on it because that's all I've wanted to do is be in this industry and I've been given an opportunity to, and I've always felt like. Um, I, I was given that opportunity in many ways by by you, your clothing company, and just the people that I you surrounded yourself with. And I just felt like, man, if, if they're willing to do that, what can I do to help them? Because we're helping each other. And that that's carried me all the way even up into Portland and you know Washington because it's just that mentality. You showed me the way of just kind of how to navigate. Uh, the waters is a kind of a mentor in ways. So I, I think that's kind of my, what I tell people is like, I've just had very good people around me to show me what's needed to happen. And that's, that's just kind of how I view coming into it because it just, just was, I offered my services and I gave the best deal possible for what I could and for what we could uh, do. So, you know, I, I mean, that's what that, that's what that boiled down to. I appreciate that. So, and I appreciate everything you've done for me, man. Um, now with the coronavirus, because I, every artist, how are you handling it? Um, you know, I've, it's, um, it's, it's an interesting state to be in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, as far as my day to day, I've, um, been spending much of my time with my lady and, uh, I live close by, but, um, it's been easier to just, you know, it, we're, we're together. So it made sense for us to be in the same space as far as going for, for clothes, for, for shopping, for food and for doing all that. And we've created a really safe environment. Um, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're just taking, taking it very seriously and, and wanting to be healthy no matter what, um, the situation is I do know people directly affected from this. So there's no question of what's going on out there. So I'm, I'm definitely pro be safe, you know, sanitize. Like I treat, we treat the house like the, like the garden. You're not wear, allowed to wear outside clothes into the garden period, you know? <laughs> so, right, right. Um, and you know, we're both restaurant people. So we're both kind of, washing her hands all the time anyway. Plus she's a teacher and, and has to, you know, has to and likes to keep, you know, washing her hands all day and there's sanitizer everywhere. And so we're just treating um, her home as much as possible, like like a bed and breakfast, you know, it's just always being kept up on and clean every day. And there's, we're, we're looking, we're, we're eating what needs to be eaten. We're, we're just making sure we don't get out to get food more than once a month. And, you know, we're, we're doing everything that we would like to see, you know, because if I'm carrying it, if I'm an, you know, asymptomatic, I just don't want to be the reason that 50 people get sick. So I'm just treating it like I have it, <clears throat> treating everyone like I have it. And um, other than that, I have some work. So, you know, when I'm not on the road, I do work for a farm and I can get out um to work now and then, which has been helpful. So I've been able to make a little bit of money and I've been able to, um, 
you know, get out for a few days and, and, and where I work is with a few people that are also pretty reclusive and, uh, and everyone's super crazy. Everyone's got, got spray and, you know, and I'm putting Lysol on my shoes after going to the gas station before I get back in the car. Like it's all that, man. I got gloves. I got the whole bit. I got surgical masks. Actually, Jesse is, um, making masks and has, um, has um vacuum a vacuum bag um filter you know which are which are just what you need so you know we're, we're it's on a we're, it's on a tight schedule and everything is you know i get time for music and i, I have to be creative and uh, jesse's a teacher so she's working from home and working all the time pretty much you know there's business as usual but it's but it's more because they're all learning how to do online classes and everything is shifting. I'm learning a ton just by being on the, on the sidelines, just hearing just, you know, when I'm making tea, just hearing bits of a meeting and like of all the administrators going, Holy shit, like things that you wouldn't think of, you know? So yeah, it's a, it's a new world, but I'm handling it. All right. You know, I mean, making the best of, of a funky situation. That's for right. Sure. So you, you said you, you get time for music. Have you woodshedded any uh, good material that you're just holding on to to share with the guys in Object Heavy? Or you yeah, know? yeah. Um, I have I have three or four songs that I've written since this has all started. Um, not not too many lyrics, but I have some lyrics for other things. Um, so yeah, I haven't written completely. Um, we we all you know Leo and I and. Um, Richard wrote some lyrics and Kelly, our, our producer wrote some lyrics for this last album. Um, Leo and I do write a lot. And, uh, yeah, we all, we all kind of got involved in the, in the lyrical process, but I have a few song ideas that are brewing and, um, I'm involved in a number of musical projects, which is interesting. I've made three music videos with my buddy in Chicago based because of this. He sends me, I don't have a studio set up, but I have an iPad and garage band. So I've been sending the audio of me playing and I've been getting video of me playing and the video and audio gets sent in the Google drive or the Dropbox or whatever they need. And, and, and he's editing and, you know, the, the, and, and mixing all the music and making music videos out of it. So I've showed up on three music videos in the last month and another one's coming out, um, soon. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, gosh, what else? There's a really cool project with 13 other producers and we're all being sent each other's tracks. So we're, there was going to be 14 tracks with 14 people. And uh, they're going to be 14 songs with 14 tracks on each one. So it's a, it's an interesting thing where everybody, where there's a chain of, of emails and everyone sends everything to the same person. You know what I mean? So everything I get from the person behind me goes in front of me. So we're on a, we're on a little conveyor belt adding a track adding adding our part to the track that we keep hearing and sending it along and after okay. everybody gets it it's going to go back to this producer who's going to put all the tracks together and put out a compilation and uh <laughs> and i'm also part of a Tell thing um, called the lockdown effect where i've been um making samples i've been going you know Boom, doing that, like eight bars and sending it to his hip-hop producer I work with. And we're doing a compilation called The Lockdown Effect. So he's taking my keyboard ideas, turning them into beats, and then we're getting rappers to rap on them. So there's, I'm keeping busy, man. That's awesome. And 
I, I know you have your own little report that you do. Explain yes. explain your report to these to, to the listeners. Uh, the robe report. Um, the beast was the robe report. Um, to make it as quickly as I could say it, it was born um, three or so years ago over a, a winter time when I was in Chicago. And, you know, my parents were always cool with me smoking a little weed in the basement, especially when I go to visit them, especially at this point in life, you know. <laughs> um, but um, I decided to do Facebook Live. I wanted to see what it was like, so I did. I was wearing this old robe, and and I was pretending like I was sneaking around smoking weed in my parents' basement. And I was like, it was like 12 below zero outside. And I'm like, God, listen, nobody's saying anything. And it started like that. And I started talking about just nothing, just rambling on. And my one friend who watched it said, dude, you're onto something. You should do that. I'm like, come on. He's like, seriously. So I started doing it again. About six months into it, um, you know, it started turning into me showing off whose weed I had from what farm as soon as le then legalization happened. And now I was able to promote Fat Bull Farms and, you know, say, hey, this weed came from Redwood Roots. So this one came from, you know, and I'm smoking this and I'm smoking that. And it became a critique, a critic for, for good weed. And then my buddy, um, my buddy Pat was like, he's like, hey, can I call you? He's a guy from high school. And I was like, sure. He calls up. He's like, listen, man, I'm a marketing guy for a big company. I work with a lot of groups. And he's like, let me tell you. He's like, your Facebook Live is your friend and your road report is dope and you need to keep doing that. <laughs> I was like, wow, all right. Fuck, let's do it. So, um, so I took it more seriously and I made a thing of it. And I started, started talking to the different farmers and all the different people I work with and said, listen, I'm going to start. I'm going to start promoting everyone. And then it just is evolved to beats and J's where, you know, I, I started making beats and, and smoking joints, you know, beats and J's, you know, it was like a, a, a segment of the robe report. It was just like the second installment or the second, uh, you know, part of it, the little offshoot. And, then the coronavirus happened and, you know, here I am, like, it's become a daily thing. I've set up the studio in this, in this extra bedroom here and, and the girls. And now I have this little zone where I can make music. I can do my road reports every morning if I want to. And, you know, it's just become a thing because this is what I'm, I'm, I'm just at the house all the time now. So the Robe Report has become a thing, and I've had Charlie Tuna come up on it, and Rashawn Ahmad, and all the MCs. And now that I'm doing Beats and Jays, every I get different producers come on, like Just One or who you know whoever, and you know they're calling out, they're saying, "Hey, oh, do an 88 BPMs," you know, and and then I'll well, they're like, "Let's hear a keyboard," you know, an electric piano, you know, groove, and and so now I, I'm I'm interacting with folks who are actually helping me write music. And we're actually producing the tracks together, which is super fun. And I'm using an old keyboard, an old Triton, which I used many years ago. So it's just like taking advantage of simpler times. So it allows me to spread a little bit of a message like, listen, we're not going to, you know, sometimes they're going to make us stay at home. 
that's happening. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to the new world. However you want to see whatever order you want to put it in. <laughs> it's, right. it, it exists and it's here and, you know, what can we do? So my rope report and Beats and Jays have become a lesson in simple, simplicity. It's in, you know, I have an old keyboard and an amp and it's just me, Facebook Live, like, hey, listen, I don't have a studio, but we can make beats together. And this is how I did it 20 years ago. So it's like when you're when you're forced into a situation and don't have a studio like myself and have no ways to collaborate. Well, at least I can make some tracks and get some loops going and I can get some music done. You know, yeah, that, that's, and share that's like the message. Me. Oh, yeah, that, that's like me, too, man. I'm doing this. No joke. From my garage in my home. I have my little space with my my little uh, setup, my my little two, two mic setup and my computer and. In my headphones, and I'm sitting here, you know, and you got to make do because I don't have a studio. We, we we have to. It's simpler times. Totally. Simpler times, man, and and I totally feel that because you know, 20 years ago, I I don't I probably would have been recording this on a little tape recorder in my my bedroom. Crazy, right? I uh, mean, that, that technology has you know given us a lot of freedoms with music even and and to step back like you said your music to tie this all together it's like your music is from a different time so you know it, it's only fitting that you step back a little bit and think about a simpler time i guess right yeah i mean <clears throat> you know no matter what's happening um with this COVID-19 reality. Um, we are, we're being given an opportunity to go home and we're getting a timeout, you know, and, and, you know, there's a big takeaway from it. You know, as I'm sitting here right now looking at <clears throat> lettuce and carrots and celery plants that are now blooming in pots that were just put in one gallon pots after sitting in, dishes with water at the end of our vegetables because we're just going to start growing all our own stuff as much as possible, you know, and that way we don't have to go to the store if we're worried about disease. If that's the thing that I have to pay attention to and worry about, well, like right now I'm sitting here and I got this old keyboard out. I'm like, wow. And then I'm sitting here looking at two, two cell, two gallon, two one gallon um, planters with celery Four, three with, oh yeah, three with uh, carrots, one with oregano, and two with lettuce. And it's all from, you know, cutting the ends off and letting them grow, and now they're in soil. And then we're going to have beds outside. So it's like, yeah, we're, we're, you know, simpler times right now. We're getting an opportunity to, to take less for granted and to judge less. And, you know, and besides the coronavirus, there's also a, a whole... There's also the world that still exists outside of that. You know, when you think about hospitals and you think about what people are dealing with, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, we have an opportunity to to sit back and really take a look at what's important, you know, and what our values are. And, and, and you know, we have to we have to take stock in our friendships and our and our connections and our relationships. We have to, we have, you know. We have our businesses. We have our our bandmates. You know, we, there's a lot <laughs> that you have to take into account. And and I think we've all been really lucky. 
we've been yeah, yeah. really lucky for a long time, you know, and life's been pretty chill for, you know, and yes, we all have problems and yes, you know, we all, we're all in, we all have our own boat, you know, to, to navigate, you know, and, and, and your situation isn't the same as my situation, but, you know, uh, relatively we're all dealing with something and on top of, of this current reality. So we're being forced to, to take a step back and really, you know, go within so we don't have to go without yeah no for sure and that, that's such a empowering message because like you're sitting here describing those the, the vegetables that you're growing right and i'm thinking about it, i'm like man that 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 is that's an amazing thing because you're right if, if this is the reality in the new, new world we live in we have to make the best of it with whatever we have uh food wise music wise and i I like you. We love good music. Do do you think the music industry will be better for this or worse off after? You know, it's a good question. I don't really know. I mean, uh, you know, I I've I've been in, an independent musician for a long time. So, however, I mean, the major music industry. I don't know what's happening with them. You know. I, to be honest, I don't really know how they're being affected. I, you know, I know that they've been affected by independent music. You know, people don't need labels anymore to blow up. You know, you just need views, you know, and right, likes right. and links and shit. And, uh, you know, and if you're good at that, then it doesn't matter how talented you are. You know what I mean? And, and, and that doesn't mean you're not talented. It just means as far as what the major industry sees as pop music, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, so it's, it's, a that's, there's a whole rabbit hole that I'm not completely familiar with, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, digitally, everyone, all of us are all taken to the, taken to the airwaves, you know, because that's all we got, you know, and I, I mean, I did a hip hop session with Nat One and we did it all. We set it up. We were like standing across the room from each other and he was rapping into the, into the iPad, into his thing, and I'm behind him, so it's like he wasn't really breathing on me. I was just making beats hanging out in the back, and then we had spray, and we had all the stuff. We did everything we could to keep the place clean and ourselves and all that, and, and um, you know, um, yeah, anyway, I digress. No, no, no. <laughs> it's good to hear these things, because... I, this is what this show is about, man, and this podcast is about. It's about like getting down to what you, you what you're doing, you know. Because as the Rob Report evolved, I know my this podcast is going to evolve once the coronavirus stops. But right now, I want to hear what's really happening because, you know, musicians are still going to make music. Like you said, we, we've all taken to the airwaves out of necessity. I was, you know. I, I I had to do something. I can't take pictures. I can't book shows. I can't manage object heavy. What am I to do? And my my first gift is the gift of gab. So why not take that and use what I know best? And th that's what this is born out of. And hearing that you guys did a hip hop session, you know, you knack and and you're afterwards you did everything that you could so you could be safe. I mean, we we want to all get back to normal standing distance. So why not be safe in the process of doing that? Yeah. It's it's kind of a necessity. I mean, I have a cousin who 
um, got really sick and she's okay, but she just got her smell back a few days ago. Um, my best friend from childhood, his daughter, um, was asymptomatic, has tested positive. Two of her three roommates also tested positive. One had symptoms. They were all in Europe and they were all part of the, all the students that had to get back to America and had 48 hours and they were all let off a plane in Chicago. Oh, and wow. Like, like 70 of those people contracted it, which means, how many did they pass it along to? You know what I mean? Psh, thousands. You know what I mean? And, and she was asymptomatic, and she's like, yeah, I have a little tight throat, a little sore. She's like, I'm, I'm fine. She's like, you know, I got through it, and her whole family got quarantined, and they didn't get their tests for eight days or get their test results for nine days or something like that. And, you know, so... You know, when I hear about people, uh, I mean, uh, my other friend from high school, his mom died three days ago of coronavirus. Like, wow. so, and, and my buddy DL, Mr. DL, you heard that yeah, song, yeah. Humble Shit, um, Ball yeah. Water. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. DL, I just saw it on his Facebook um, earlier that, that he was like, yeah, one of my friends died of coronavirus. Be safe out there. Like, you know, no matter what anyone says, I know like four people who've been directly affected by this mm-hmm. and, you know, like personally. And one of them is the, one of them is, is my cousin <laughs> and, you know, and the others are like people like close to me that I give a shit about, you know? And right. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that are, scary. Like, I say that with, <laughs> with ease, but like, yeah, my people, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a scary thought to have. And, you know, and here's the other thought that I was thinking about. What about the, before we even knew about the outbreak? It, it, it's been here. I honestly think I, when I was sick before all this happened, I honestly think I may have had a, a part of it because it was like I'm asymptomatic in some cases, but I didn't have a sense of smell. I had, you know, you heard me on the phone. We talked a couple times. Yeah, no, I thought you had it. I just, I didn't really know. You know, it was kind of early on, but, you know, I don't know. I, I don't get sick that often. And I think it was like December. I was like, man, I got sick for the first time in a while. And I'm hearing that most people around me got sick at that mm-hmm. time. So I hate to say it, but I hope that was what it was. Yeah, I know. Right. Then we have the antibodies, you know, or so we, so we think, you know, I mean, there's still, I don't know. The jury, the jury's out. I don't have enough facts to, to get into it. Honestly. Yeah. So neither do I. I just know that I'm paying attention, but it's really difficult because I know like four different people who I respect and have, you know, um, who are medical people and all four of them have like a different view of what's going on. And I'm like, well, that tells us, tells me that we're not aligned. (laughs) You know, if like the, if the, if the medical professionals are not agreeing on and, and have their own versions of what's going on, then they, 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 we, they can't. They can't be factual, right? Somebody's not right, and so there's a lot of information out there that we just don't know. So I refrain from um, going too far <laughs> because no, I no, just, no. I don't want to say. I just don't know. I yeah, don't yeah, know. yeah. But however, you could take everything that you just talked about and put into a song and make a good song out of it, man. That, that's how music works. Yeah, that's true. What's what's interesting is that, you know, again, I don't believe in coincidence. I'm really excited. It, this 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 album that Object Heavy's working on is the name of um, 
the, the, the title is love and gravity and, you know, and those two things bring balance and, and some excited, um, <clears throat> the songs are relevant to this time. So, you know, and that's obviously my take on it, but, uh, but, you know, and we, we wrote this for different reasons, but <clears throat> there's, um, we're excited to put this out and, but more importantly, um, there's a renaissance happening. There's a major music and art renaissance happening right now because, you know, think about all the musicians who, in artists, excuse me, who can't perform, who can't, they're, you know, they can't get out there. So they're, they're, they're at home, they're creating, they're writing, they're, they're, they're making music. You know what I mean? That's, they're doing, they're doing it, you know, they're woodshedding, woodshedding. Exactly. They are woodshedding. woodshedding. Yeah. Making beats. Making beats, just putting music out, sitting at their studio, you know, putting any type, whatever instrument they play, they're they're doing something to make music. Because I guarantee you when we come out of this, there's going to be a lot of good music and Object Heavy is right there with it, you know. I'm excited for it. I've heard some of the stuff. Um, I'm not going to give too much away. Uh but I'm excited, man. I'm really excited for what you guys have. Um, you know, our listeners are going to get a taste of what Object Heavy is about after the interview is done here. We won't play one of their tracks, and you, you'll get to see what I've been I've been bragging about for so many years now. And do you have a favorite that's coming out on the new album? Or are they all like a child? Do you love them all the same? Oh man, yeah, I. I... Every time I listen to one, that's my favorite. <laughs> Changes too much. Still changing. That's amazing. Man B, yeah. I, I, I appreciate everything. We, we've had actually a pretty good conversation just all over the board, and that, that's kind of what I wanted. We've talked music. We've talked Corona. We've talked oh, Object gosh. Heavy, which that's the main focus, man, is Object Heavy. Uh, you guys are great. I, I've, I say that I'm semi-biased in so many, so many ways, and um, but you guys are great, and I love the new sound. I, I love how the changes have just flowed with the years. Uh, I love that you're still the the only founding member, and you said, you know what, I'm going to keep this train moving. If you're on board, hop on board. Let's take this thing to where we can go. And and that's just been, been the mentality since I met you. So nothing has changed there, and and that's not, that's from an unbiased perspective right there because. Before I met you, I, I knew who you were, but I didn't, and I could see the mentality of the musician you were. And once I got to know you, that everything that I suspected was true a hundredfold. And then being being able to work with you, uh, I, that that hundredfold is now turned into a thousandfold because you are very meticulous in what you do. Object heavy is a product product of that and the sound that you're after and that's the sound that you've been after for years and everybody along the way has helped that sound and propel it but this iteration of object heavy i think is is going to be the one yeah i hope so man i'm excited this, this group you know we we're pretty tight man we're we're, we're, we're pretty you know we all uh, we all dig each other <laughs> do you think that comes out in the music oh yeah yeah, no question. I mean, like, <clears throat> there's been a few times now we have we had a um, 
we had a few gigs canceled for different reasons. One time, um, one of our gigs was canceled because they were turning the power off in the town to fix something. And it was go, turning off at midnight or from nine to one or something like that. It's like, what? So our show got canceled because they were shutting down the whole town. We're like, well, can we get generator? <laughs> like, no, it's just done. And we're like, okay. You know, and then we've had a few different things get canceled and random stuff. And so what happens is we get back together and everyone's so excited to see each other. We're all, this is great. It's great. You know, even though we didn't have a rehearsal, let's just rock. And then we get on stage and everyone is just, just like, we're laughing. We're just throwing jokes at each other. Like we're, we're fun. We, we have fun together. So yeah, it comes out in the music for sure. Everyone's like, we get excited when it comes time to play. Like we're all missing it really badly right now. Like, yeah, I bet. Have you together. talked to those guys recently? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I work with with Leo a few days a week, so I see him. Um, and uh, um, yeah, I reach out. We have a group text that we, you know, I keep in touch with everyone, and we're in the middle of getting mixes from from Kelly and Sergio, so we're like in the middle of of you know we're talking about what's to come. You know, we got to change the schedule for canceled dates and like all this stuff, which you some know some about. Yeah, we just haven't oh, been yeah. in the loop. We've just kind of put it on hold. You know, we just protected the bank account. We just worked a few things out. We know what we want to do. We're keeping certain dates open until they cancel us. <clears throat> but yeah, we're we're all in touch. You know, everybody's in touch with each other, and uh, you know, we I think we all talk to each other separately from time to time as well. We're, we're yeah, we love each other. Funny thing about canceled dates, speaking of Object Heavy, it just came to mind. So uh, my first episode just came out uh, this previous week, so we're working on episode two, right? And uh, and Chris Young of Vortex, he goes, oh, yeah, I, I sent you the, the message uh, and the link to the ticket giveaway for the Royal Jelly Drive show. And I go, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. They rescheduled it to July. I totally forgot about the date because everything's on hold. I don't know if that makes me a bad manager or if that just makes me an airhead at the same time because I'm just like, man, this virus has just kind of put everything on hold. And I just – everything like in that world, I've just – screeching halt. It's crazy. Uh, But I thought that was funny that we brought up canceled dates and keeping in touch. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I just remembered that. Uh, funny, funny times. So with that being said, I heard you playing keys in the background. Do you have your keyboard live right now? That's yeah. impossible. No way. I do. Yeah. You do. I have it set up in front of me. I have a couple of them set up. Um, I only have the one amp, so I'm just using the, 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 the sequencer, one that I can be making songs with. Okay. Um, yeah. Here, I'll play you for it. This, this is what I wrote. All right, let's see. There you go. I, I wrote this. This is something I was messing with. It's kind of. That's nice. So, for something like that, how long did that take you to do? Ah, man. 
uh, not that long. <laughs> uh, um, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Okay. I might have taken a little longer. It depends, you know. There's a few. Um, I have a few of them. Um, it, it really depends. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll make funk just so I can jam to it. Here we go. <laughs> simple fun yeah i'll just make a loop out of those i'm i'm not sampling anything so yeah i have like eight, i have like set, that was six tracks you know it was a a kick drum on track one a snare drum so it's everything set up like a mixing board and i just create the track i find the tone and then create the track on the sequencer and uh and then i go from there yeah that's yeah. awesome man yeah this one this one i kind of want to show the object heavy This was all today. I made like five, five ideas, five songs today. I mean, I got a lot of time on my hands and a lot on my mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you gotta get that energy out somehow. Yes, I've been doing it. Actually, we just uh, watched the, the Mr. Rogers movie, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Have you seen it? I have not. Uh, I would watch it, man. It's a really good one. And is it he, good? He talks about sometimes when I'm mad. I'll go and you can just hit the piano and then he just goes doesn't smash it, he just like Yeah, angry fingers. Angry fingers, do that a couple times and then go back to playing. Right. That, that's amazing, man. You know, I again <laughs> I, I I you you amaze me every time I have a conversation with you. Uh you know, I appreciate you being on the the powerhouse lounge man i appreciate you taking your time out of your evening out of your day um to be a just to to hang out and talk and uh and just talk some music talk object heavy i'm so excited for the the new the new record uh love and gravity uh, can you tell the listeners where to find object heavy at um yeah i mean there's there's uh itunes there's spotify there's all, all the different platforms you could think of. Um, CD Baby is, is one thing, but you can Google. Um, we have a website where you can purchase our, our music and, and some of our merch. It's objectheavy.com. And uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and all that. And, uh, yeah, it's all object heavy everywhere you go. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for the music industry to pick back up so we can get back to what we were doing. But, man, I'm I'm most excited for the new album. And I'm excited to see you guys again for sure um, when you come up this way or when I go back down to California. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make a good get-together, and uh, we'll talk soon, my friend. And thank cool. you again for coming on the Powerhouse Lounge, and I've had a great conversation with you. Thanks, James. Yeah, talk to you soon. All right, brother. Man, that was awesome. Uh, such a great, great time talking with uh, Brian. 
And I always enjoy our conversations. As you heard in the interview, yes, I do manage Object Heavy. I manage their tours, their booking. Um, it's, that's what the powerhouse music management uh, aspect of everything is all about. I grab powerful bands, and I help get them out on the road. I help get them some money, and we all make things happen. Now that we're in the coronavirus, that is not happening so much. However, it was such a good time talking with him. The track you heard before the interview was Righteous Walk. Yes, The Righteous Walk. And that was live uh, in Jam in the Van. Uh, it, it's a good song. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I like to play live music from time to time. And I, it, I think it accentuates bands a little bit better than a studio track might. Something live you can easily screw up and you can miss stuff and you can do stuff that isn't necessarily uh, on the record. So... I like playing live stuff, and I, we'll give you another live track here in a second. I also want to get a little back uh, into the idea of what Object Heavy really is. They've done a lot in the past. Um, they've worked with some great artists. They've shared the stage with the, the likes of John Popper. They've shared the stages with Fred Wesley's of the world and the Charlie Tunas and just different people that they've got the opportunity to work with because of the type of music they play. If you don't play music that isn't appealing to people. No one's going to want to be featured with you. If you're a hip-hop artist and you're trying to get a rock artist, you need to have a song that is appealing to them of yours. Uh, opposite, you know, vice versa. If you want to have a rap artist on your rock track, you have to really kind of uh, work with it and uh, and really just kind of find the ebbs and flows. So they've had the opportunity to work with some great, great musicians of all walks of life. Um, DJ Logic is another one they've worked with. Uh, Carl Denison, uh, CD Lilfield uh, of Carl Denison's Tiny Universe. Uh, Rashana Ma, just to name drop a few. You know that they've worked with some pretty classy people, um, and they, you know, they they've helped do a lot with the other people. They've opened for numerous acts within the their genre, uh, like the Polyrhythmics, uh, True Cause. They were going to, they're actually working out a date right now with Royal Jelly Jive, like you heard in the interview. Uh, that's my fault that I didn't let them know that July 14th is the new tentative date from our first date at the Doug Fur that happened to be canceled due to the coronavirus. Little things that happen over time. And being able to work with the artist shows that you're, uh, you're growing, that your longevity is there, and that you are ready to be taken seriously. And that is what Object Heavy does. The next song I am going to play for you is Feel Right. It's one of my favorite tracks. There's so many great tracks that they have. And I encourage you to go find them on Spotify, on Bandcamp, on YouTube, wherever you find your music at. Go find them. Listen to them. The couple tracks I'm playing for you here tonight is just a drop in the hat. Um, I, I can't tell you enough about music and what's going on. And with Object Heavy, there's a lot going on, and it's very, very different. As a manager and booker, uh, it, it just takes a lot to keep a track of everything that's going on, and especially with a band like Object Heavy, they're high-octane, they're fun, they just keep going, and they're always moving around. I mean, if you want them to get to your city, I'm telling you, reach out to us. We will, we will gladly come play your state, come play where you're at, but you better bring in the crowd, because we're going to bring the power, man. We're going to bring the heat if we come see you in your town. Not me, per se, the band themselves. I might be there, I might not. However, 
uh, let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the podcast. Let's get rolling with this next track. It comes from Los Angeles, California, and in their Jam in the Van session that was done over at Angel City Brewing down in uh, down in Los Angeles. So please enjoy this next track, and we will close the show after it. Hey guys, we are Object Heavy here in Jam in the Van at the Angel City Brewery. This song is called Feel Right. Something when it feels right, baby 
What a track, huh? I mean, Feel Right is one of my favorite tracks. I've seen them live, like I said, quite a few times in the past. And when they get to that that song, it's just one of those songs that you can just grab that person next to you and just kind of dance with them. And just get that, that vibe out. Just like that, that dance vibe. Get your butt on the dance floor and dance with your woman, your man, whatever you have. Uh, even if you're, you're in a wheelchair and you have a dog, dance with your dog. Hell, that's what we like to do, man. That, that's the music we put out. That's what I try and cultivate here on the Powerhouse Lounge is good music that just warms the soul. And that's what that song does. It warms the soul. And I'm telling you, folks, it's something that if you get a chance to see Object Heavy Live, you need to do it. I'm telling you, listeners, all the way around, uh, they're one of those bands that if you have the opportunity, do not miss. Please don't. I don't want to be that person to say, I told you so. Uh, I want to do that on a different band. I'm telling you right now, when this pandemic is over, look up uh, an Object Heavy date, either in California, Washington, Oregon, uh, Chicago, wherever they might be. Just look them up. Or if you want to get them out to your venue. Man, now would be the opportunity to start booking them up now because you notice things won't end soon. Get a tentative date slated and just start talking. Anyways, that that was Feel Right Again by Object Heavy. Uh, Jam in the Van Sessions uh, live at Angel City Brewery in Los Angeles, California. Now, again, I want to thank all of my sponsors one more time. Fat Bull Clothing out of Arcata, California. Vortex Music Magazine out of Portland, Oregon. Austin Randall Music, Rock Academy PDX, and the unofficial sponsor that I'm trying to get to be a part of the show, uh, Barrel Mountain Brewery, No Bad Days IPA, Battleground Washington, where beer and adventure meet. And I'm telling you guys, this has been a fun episode. I'm so excited you got to hear the Beast Wizzle interview. We might jump it back up to two interviews, I think, for episode four, and we'll just keep on rolling with this thing. I'm so excited to have you all a, a part of this. And if you want to be sponsors, uh, just reach out to me via email at uh, james at powerhousemusicmgt.com. If you just want to drop me a line and be a guest on the show, or even just an email saying how great you you like the show, or whatever it might be, you can even send me a nasty email. I don't care. Same email. Reach out to me on social media, Powerhouse Music Management. Just search it in the little search bar, uh, The Powerhouse Lounge. Uh, on Instagram, on same with Powerhouse Music Management, James Kemp Photography on Instagram. Reach out to me on all platforms. If you really want to get down and look at the at, it's uh, powerhouse dot music dot management, and then Powerhouse uh, the Powerhouse Lounge is the underscore Powerhouse underscore Lounge. Uh, those are all Instagram. There's no Facebook yet. You're not going to find us there. You'll just find us on Insta. I'll be doing Facebook here soon for all of you listeners. We're just still just getting going and rocking and rolling and wheeling and dealing on this show. So until next time, folks, I look forward to talking to you all. I want to again thank all my sponsors, and I thank you for listening. Take care.